Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Miramichi Reader Podcast. My name is James Fisher, the owner and editor-in-chief of the Miramichi Reader website. So put a bookmark in that book you're reading, no dog-earing now, and have a listen to this week's episode. couple of things I want to talk about in uh, today's episode. Uh, first one being children and reading. My wife came across an interesting article on the JW.org website entitled Why Reading is Important for Children, Part 1, Read or Watch. It opens with the question, during a period of downtime, which would your children prefer to do? Watch videos or read? Which are they more likely to grab? A smartphone or a book? The article goes on to mention why reading is important for children, primarily because it it stirs the imagination. Uh, One mother commented that when we watch visual media, we are seeing someone else's imagination. But there's something special about bringing someone else's words to life in your own mind. Reading also builds character. It promotes deep thinking. And it concludes with the thought, although videos and other visual media have their place, Your children could be missing out if there's little room in their life for reading. Next, it mentions how to encourage reading. And so to uh, answer this question, I reached out to our children's uh, picture book reviewer, actually the mother of our children's picture book reviewer, uh, Melanie Mativier. It's her daughter, three-year-old daughter, Addie, that uh, enjoys the picture books that uh, she has sent from publishers and her mother helps her to Uh, compose reviews for the Miramichi Reader, and we appreciate them both very much. So she mentioned that something she did to get uh, her daughter, Adeline, interested in reading. She said, something that was so important to my husband and I when we found out we were expecting Adeline was to encourage a love of reading at a young age. We started purchasing and collecting books before she was even born, and reading some too. We began reading them to her regularly soon after she was born, and she became so interested at a young age. By the time she was 18 months old, she could sit and flip through books over and over on her own, bringing us one after another and sitting in our lap to read. Even with a slight delay in speech, she was memorizing books by two years old and could tell you the last word on the page of some of her favorites. Adeline loves getting book mail, and we've had a wonderful time getting to review many titles for the Miramichi Reader this past year. So that was some nice thoughts from uh, Melanie and Adeline. And uh, their reviews can be found, uh, their picture books reviews can be found, uh, links to them on the homepage of the Miramichi Reader. As for myself, I recall uh, reading from an early age. In fact, I think by the time I started kindergarten, I was a fairly good reader. And this was because we always had... uh, plenty of children's picture books. I can remember having several, although I can't, not more than several, but there's only a couple I can really remember, and that's uh, The Little Engine That Could, and there was another one about a giant pancake. But uh, that's all I can really remember, but I flipped through them endlessly and finally got some children's encyclopedias, which I really enjoyed, and my parents were good examples as readers. Although they never uh, read books During the evening, they'd always read at bedtime. My father would read westerns, my 
mother would read uh, murder mysteries. And uh, they were great patrons of the uh, branch library near us. And the librarians there would always re uh, reserve books. That was no issue at the time. They were the example for me. And uh, I've always been a, an avid reader ever since. The things that the article mentions about starting early and setting a good example uh, are really factual and really were true in my case. This is Lisa DeNicolitz and you're listening to The Miramichi Reader and I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Thank you, Lisa, for that station identification. Lisa DeNicolitz is the author of, most recently, The Rage Room. She's published many books, and they're all available through the Inanna Publications website. She's an excellent author, and she's been a very dear friend of the Miramichi Reader over the years. She also has her own podcast called I've Read Somewhere That, and you'll enjoy getting uh, listening to that and getting inside information on the Canadian literature industry. Something I'm often asked is how people can support the Miramichi Reader website. Well, initially, all the support came from my own pocket. Uh, I paid for uh, website hosting. I paid for various uh, paid plugins, domain name registration. That was all covered by myself. So it was getting to the point where I thought I'd like to, I'd like to reach out and have some support, monetary support. Uh, from different areas. Uh, I looked into getting grants and the grant process is very intimidating, at least it is for me, so I decided not to pursue that avenue. And then I came across uh, an idea from another online literary magazine to do with the Patreon platform. Now the Patreon platform is uh, subscription-based so people purchase subscriptions, although you can make a one-time donation, and you select different tiers, different levels. So for as little, for example, if you go to the uh, Miramichi Reader Patreon website, which is at patreon.com, the Miramichi Reader, you'll see there's three different uh, levels of patrons, starting as low as $3 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month. Any and all, donations or uh, subscription levels are acceptable. Uh, the response I had about a month ago was very uh, overwhelming. It went a long way to um, purchasing and paying honorariums to the, the many, many excellent contributors that I have here at the Miramichi Reader. And uh, it wouldn't be the Miramichi Reader as it is today without their uh, support and the, the reading that they do, the reviews, the excellent reviews they write, and uh, the notori notoriety it's brought to the Miramichi Reader. So I encourage you to check it out, um, think about it. I know it's uh, this time of year, it's it's called the giving season, but uh, have a look, uh, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, the slash the Miramichi Reader, see what you uh, think of perhaps supporting us in a monetary way. And I thank you uh, for anything you can contribute. But most of all, please contribute your readership 
and uh, share our links on social media. And that's a great way to support us as well. So thank you very much for that. So that's it for another episode of the Miramichi Reader Podcast. But before I sign off, what do we have to look forward to in the coming newsletter due out this Monday? I'm having a look in the pending folder here at the Miramichi Reader WordPress site. I'm looking at How to Murder a Marriage, a review of that book. An Embarrassment of Critches, Mark Critch's uh, new book of uh, memoirs is being reviewed. Another one, One Who Has Been Here Before by Becca Babcock, our own Allison Manley is uh, reviewing that book. And we have another singular short story, this one by main author Jim Nichols, entitled C'est la vie. And uh, there's a few other things, I'm going to not uh, reveal everything. Aside from our regular weekly columns, it's another full newsletter coming up this Monday, so consider subscribing. If you go to the Miramichi Reader website, uh, click on the menu link, and there's a page there called Subscribe. So it's easy to do. All you have to supply is your first name and an email address, and uh, you'll be right signed up to the weekly newsletter. So again, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. And we'll see you next week.